everybody. Spartan Hours here, your host, Riyad Bayan. Joined with, uh, I'm not supposed to say it anymore, famous, so I won't say it, JC Mignot. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing okay. I am super busy. We got two podcasts today, and I got a lot of stuff on the go. Oh, okay. A lot of stuff on um, the go. Very, <laughs> uh, you make me work a lot, so you need to well, stop that. You know, you're getting paid. It's it's part of the, I think they work hand in hand, right? So unfortunately, you have to do the extra work. And, you know, because of how special and famous you are, people rely on you because of your skill sets and, and everything else. So, you know, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be too upset about that. I didn't know I was getting paid. I got to check my bank account. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> I thought okay. this was volunteer. I better log back into your. Uh, I better log back into your pay account and, and redirect them back into your account. <laughs> yeah. Shit. No, man. How's it going out there? How's the weather out in Kingston? Uh, it's cloudy. It's fine. It's warm. Um, like I had said, the rain is at night, and then it's sunny through the day. So that makes for grass growing. You have to cut your grass like every two days, but the looks of it out there so i gotta go cut my grass after this it's brutal oh dear and is gino is gino leaving you surprises he, yeah i i cut over them when he takes a dump it's a small dog so i just cut over them and sometimes they go flying or i step on them whatever oh man so i gotta yeah. i gotta make sure i i know my arcs of fire your yeah, range card it, when you're doing yeah, it eh? yeah my my wife is the one who picks up the poop and she gets mad at me if i cut the lawn without picking it up so. <laughs> yeah. okay, so i think that's every man's problem who owns a dog right because i have the same problem but brody shits are huge yeah Anyways, you're not yeah. you step on them you might twist your ankle <laughs> yeah exactly exactly hey let's make a shout out to our sponsors brother uh you start us off all right so spartan wellness uh, for all your medical cannabis needs um visit spartanwellness.ca uh, if you're a veteran um, who is getting out, transitioning out, and you uh, are having trouble finding a doctor, uh, we offer uh, transitional medicine as well. Uh, you can see more at www.spartanwellness.ca. Hey, awesome place. Check it out. Uh, MagicalButter.com. Magical.com. Just did a bit of rebranding. Hey, listen, I use the device, the Magical Butter Maker. Awesome machine. It's a kitchen appliance. You can just sit it on your counter. But you know what? If you want to if you want to make uh, uh, herb infused butter or tinctures or oils, uh, medical cannabis, uh, it's a great device. Uh, it's timed. It's 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 set and go type thing. Uh, always remember to decarb your, your cannabis prior to using it, but it's phenomenal. <clears throat> I use it all the time. I swear by it. And then also, you know, they've just launched their own hemp derived CBD line. Fantastic product. I was down there, JC, you remember, and I tried it and it was, it was, it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, very comparable to the full, full spectrum CBD. So, uh, great stuff happening. Check them out. Magicalbutter.com. Garen Angel and the family, great people. Uh, and, uh, it's worth the checkout. Hey, golf. Yeah. Emeritusgolf.ca. Uh, it's a non-for-profit veteran organization. Uh, they do competitive golf tours for vets, soldiers, RCMP, first responders, and their families. Um, and I think all four of us, uh, on this podcast will be golfing this weekend in the tour, if I'm not mistaken. And we could talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Emeritusgolf.ca. And if you don't know, Clublink has stepped up and provided four locations for the tournament. So it's a really good experience. Mm -hmm. uh, you and I, JC, we played in the first event, so it turned out pretty well. Um, hopefully I can uh, defend my, uh, my, my first appearance and, and shoot well again. But listen, emeritusgolf.ca, check it out. It's for veterans, RCMP, first responders, family members, as well as juniors. You can bring your junior out. You can bring your kid, your son or daughter out and play with them and uh, enjoy golf. And it's, it's good camaraderie. And it's, you know, even under the new, new rules with COVID-19 and stuff, it's still a fun time and it's fantastic. Emeritusgolf.ca. Hey, if you want to learn how to cook and infuse food with cannabis, who do we call JC? Yeah. The wellness sol soldier, chef Cody Lindsay, the wellness soldier.com. He has YouTube channels. He has uh, obviously the website I just mentioned. He's got it all, and he is awesome. TheWellnessSoldier.com, Chef Cody Lindsay, a veteran, naval veteran, Red Seal chef. He actually just presented to the uh, 
American Culinary um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, association. Just just the other day there, he was on a Zoom meeting and, and talking about medical cannabis. If you want to learn how to make great food, cool recipes, amazing desserts, I've done a few videos with the guy. He's phenomenal. And he'll teach you how to infuse food properly. And he'll go mm. through the numbers so you know what you're actually putting in your food. And that's probably the biggest thing. And and it removes a lot of the uh the, the the scariness behind it uncertainty. and uh, yep. yeah the uncertainty and and phenomenal guy the wellnesssoldier.com go check him out hey listen everybody spartan hours here we're going to take a quick break uh just a quick message and then uh, we'll be right back with our two amazing guests looking forward to it this is going to be last might be some uh good stories coming out of these guys i'll tell you but uh we'll be right back stay tuned Spartan Hour, brought to you by Spartan Wellness. Are you interested in learning about medical cannabis and how it can help you and incorporate in your healthy lifestyle? Contact us at www.spartanwellness.ca or you give us a call at 1-877-219-1255. You can also email us at info at spartanwellness.ca. Check out our website, www.spartanwellness.ca to learn more about medical cannabis and our services. Thank you. So we're all live. I think so. Oh, we can see where Rob is. He's in a lake. <laughs> oh. you, you clicked on you, the, the camera, camera button, button instead. That's, that's his location. We'll hear you now. <laughs> yeah, if you click on the camera button, it'll show exactly where you are. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, Spartan Hour's back, and I'm actually not going to edit some of that stuff out because that was funny. Hey, listen, <laughs> we're back, and we got two great guests with us. We got, uh, you know, Rob Rob Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, 30-year 30 veteran of the Canadian Armed Forces and, and, and co-founder of Spartan Wellness. And we also got um, Sean Mahar, served seven years, veteran, co-founder of Spartan Wellness as well. And uh, huge in the peer support world. So listen, Rob, Sean, how are you guys doing today? Good. Excellent. Excellent. Glad to be here. Awesome. So, uh, you know, we, we know each other. We've all known each other for a while. We, Rob, we, I think we all served together at one point with the RCDs. Um, but, you know, for our fans listening, we'll start with you, Rob. Uh, tell us about Robert Kennedy. Certainly. Certainly. Who is Rob Kennedy? I was born on a Tuesday. <laughs> here we go there's some there's some unknown facts there for you but it was it was a tuesday no in all seriousness uh after i was born on a tuesday i uh, i uh, i joined the reserves uh i joined the reserve infantry uh brockville rifles when i was 16 i did a uh i did a quick uh three-month mortar course with a uh, two commando in uh Parawawa. I actually uh, enjoyed it so much. I thought about uh, joining this uh, for as a career. So I joined the uh, I joined the Reg Force at eighteen. I joined the uh, Senior Serving Armored uh, Regiment, the RCDs. Uh, I went right into Recce Squadron, where I spent probably the first ten years of my career. Over my uh, over my thirty year career, I've done uh, various tours. I went to Cyprus in eighty nine with the regiment. We went over as a, as a troop, uh, assault troop, to uh, Somalia in 93. I went back to uh, Bosnia in uh, 96. I did my first tour in Afghanistan in uh, 2005. I was home actually a year to the day till I was back again in uh, Afghanistan for 2006 tour with uh, Task Force 306. Besides these tours, I've done many domestic operations within Canada. Um, the flood, ice storms, the Olympics. After my last tour in Afghanistan, I got posted. Uh, I got posted to, and uh, finished selection and became a member of a uh, Kansofcom CC uh, Gyru in uh, Trenton, where I did that for eight years, until uh, I was medically released. Like I said, uh, after thirty years. Now, uh, now I golf three days a week poorly. But uh, I try to keep myself busy. That's uh, basically uh, Rob Kennedy in a nutshell. And you were born on Tuesday, Rob. So that's probably the most important part of everything. I was born on a fucking Tuesday, buddy. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday's a good day. Sean, tell hey. us about who Sean Mahar is. Okay. Uh, I'm from Hamilton. Uh, my parents are Newfoundlanders. Um, my They moved, immigrated here like in the 
in the 60s and uh, been here since. But uh, I joined up in 88, uh, did Cornwallis, then went to Gagetown. Um, I was lucky enough to go to Germany right after that. Um, had a great time over there. Um, then to Ottawa for a short stint at a place called Leedy. I was a test driver there. Um, off to Petawawa to the RCDs, and I went to Bosnia. And uh, my contract actually expired while I was there because of a screw up in Germany because I didn't resign right away there or whatever. The clerk was a bit of a piss tank, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Got it. Got it. Got at it. Like I, I, I want. I wanted to stay in the military. Honestly, I, I really did. But once I did the career managers meeting there, before we went to Bosnia, they basically said I was going to be a corporal until, like everybody was. There was no promotions, right? So I was like, I didn't know what to do. I came back, got a job as a crane driver at National Steel Car. I worked there for four years, and then I transferred to Westinghouse and drove a crane there for four years. It was great place to work they had a hockey league and they sponsored it and paid for jerseys everything it was it was awesome but uh that nice. closed due to enron um when the market crashed there so i went and worked construction for a few years and then i finished off uh i became a private investigator and did that for a few years so are you private serious yeah. <laughs> How do you yeah. think I know all the stuff on you, JC? No, it's uh, it's good. Yeah, I I did some peer support after that uh, for OSIS. I was I did five years. I ran a group here in Hamilton and also in Niagara Falls, and uh, met a lot of guys just uh, doing peer support like that. And uh, then we basically. I was on uh I was on a lot of uh pain meds and, and other meds during my uh do you want me to keep going here or is that Oh you can go as long as you want. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> life after the military, is that what you want? Oh we well we can go to that after. We'll, okay, uh, cool. Yeah. So that's basically my 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 spiel at the beginning there. Yeah, no, that's that's uh and, and we're gonna we're gonna, we'll talk more about that because when we're talking about transitioning out of the military and everything, actually, I think that's the next topic. Like life. Yeah, there wasn't and- anything. There wasn't any transitioning then. They kept telling me I was breaking new ground. I basically didn't start getting symptoms till about six months after okay. I returned, and it was just crazy things. Like I'd have a dream where I could smell fucking Bosnia in my apartment, yeah. and I'm Were running you out? around. Were you out by this yeah, time? I was out okay. then. Yeah, so I went to my family doctor, and he was going on about watching the movie platoon or some fucking thing, gave me some sleeping pills and off I went. And I basically had, I started self-medicating then just to get to sleep, to go to work. So it was a fucking downhill spiral starting there pretty well. Self-medicating with what at the time? Alcohol yeah. at the beginning, just to get to sleep. That's, that's a pretty and common. I, yeah. And then I would get up in the morning and, and, have to have a couple just to fucking snap out of the it got to that it w- didn't start there but after a couple of years i was drinking beers in the morning to get to work and i did a lot of shift work so that that's that's not recommended for someone with ptsd also so it was like mm-hmm. i was learning as i went but everything the doctors would tell me you can't really go into work with a sick chit and say hey i can't fucking work night shift anymore or things like that i guess i guess you you can in some cases but i didn't want to do that right so i just kept pushing through and I don't I'd miss at least a week a day and I was the union steward so they couldn't really fuck with me when other people were uh missing time that I have to go in the office with them and they'd be like well this guy missed more than me fuck what do we? <laughs> <laughs> they usually got off for because of me so shut up don't say anything you're good to go <laughs> but you're not kidding like, like this is this is you are like groundbreaking this is back when you know, there was no PTSD or the summer, like the fall of 95. Yeah. yeah no one even knew what it was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I met Tom Martineau actually driving a guy home from a fucking shift at steel car. We went into this bar called the crazy horse on the mountain. We had smoked a joint and 
we go in there and sit down and get a beer. And he goes, you might know this guy. He was in Bosnia. And Tom says, when were you there? And I really didn't remember. I'm like, fuck, I don't know about it. He's like, when were you there? I said, <laughs> he was calling you out, basically. He's like, That was it. He started asking me questions. You know, was I fucking angry or breaking shit or mm-hmm. the dreams, whatever. I can't even remember what exact questions he asked me, but... It bas- I answered them all yes, and we- he basically took me to Veterans Affairs a couple of weeks later, and that started the journey with that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Back then, too, they didn't have all the the, the, the modern treatments and pro- uh, procedures and understanding, right? So right. Was, you and they be- didn't even have, like a, say, it, like a list. At least they have a list of doctors now. Yeah. Where yeah. they didn't have they, – they were like, okay, try and find a doctor. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, you know, with PTSD, I would, I would maybe try once to reach out to the doctor. And if they didn't get back to me, I, I, that would be it. Right. But my wife really was, was, was good with that stuff. So she would kind of do the logistics to, you know, and I, I would show up. All right on. And that's yeah. important. You know, spouses got to get involved. Hey, Rob, listen, let's talk about you. Like, you know, life during after the military, uh, you know, like you said, you're playing golf three days a week, but I know you had a couple hit replacements and there's some other stuff going on. Let's talk about that. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I, uh, I was in a Jeep accident my first year in the military, actually, uh, in Cyprus, I had a Jeep land on top of me. It broke my pelvis and my right, uh, my right hip. They transferred me to Germany and I spent, uh, I spent three months in the hospital in traction. Jesus. Wow. The fucking kid was drunk too, wasn't he? Yeah, there, you know, back in the day, right? You know, the people. <laughs> he was he was the soberest of the duty drivers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Holy <laughs> fuck! Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's how I, it is, right? Yeah, bastard. Yeah, so I had it. I yeah, it was uh, so. I remember I got. Uh, I, I remember I made it to NDHQ in Ottawa, or ND and and the hospital in Ottawa, NDMC, and I met my surgeon, and I realized my hip was – I had shattered my hip. I broke my pelvis. I wasn't walking yet. I had probably lost probably 40 pounds in the hospital because I was on Demerol all the time. Wow. It was pelvis injuries. You can't really heal them, right? So I just laid in this bed, and I, I, remember, getting, uh, I remember getting beers once a week. They'd bring me in uh, the junior ranks, or the HCH mess would bring me in like a six-pack of like tall boys, and I'd drink six beer on a Friday, and it would be – Woo! And you get all loopy, and that would be it. Right? <laughs> That's your medication, yeah. Highlight, highlight of your day, right? When you're in traction, yeah. laying in a hospital room for like three months. <laughs> Did they give you separate call and stuff like that too? You know, because yeah. it was uh, yeah. oh, no hard, hardcore Demerol, like that stuff. <laughs> Enough to knock out a horse all day, but <laughs> the separate calls more at the be, unit level. Yeah, that was that, that was that, my that, treatment. Exactly. <laughs> lower body injury, sepical, upper body. Uh, no, upper body was sepical, lower body was foot powder. Yeah, that'll take care of your broken pelvis and foot powder. Will they bring you a six pack of beer, Rob, and a, and a box of foot powder? So yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you a little story about medicine in a hospital, right? So I'm in Germany and they, they bring this, uh, they bring a doctor and they say, we're going to need to put you in traction now. And that means they got to pull my hip at a joint and let it heal. So I'm like, okay, no problem. I'm waiting for this operation to happen, right? Where I thought they'd take me to an operating room. And and the guy says, we're going to drive a steel pin through the joint of your knee. I was like, all right, no problem. And he goes, do you mind if we have these medics come and watch you? I was like, listen, bud, like, I really don't care because I have planned to be knocked out for this one. So they finally come in and the guy comes in and he freezes his skin on the side of my knee on both sides. It doesn't freeze the bone. Apparently you can't freeze bone. And then I said to him, when are you going to knock me out? He said, you're not going to feel a thing. And he pulls out a palm drill. You ever see them palm drills where you hold onto it and it's like, ee, ee, ee. old school yeah. fucking drill. One of those yeah. drove that through my knee while I was wide awake. Oh, he still got the scar. I can't even look at the fucking scar. That hurts my, my knee. Hurt. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> and then you know what they do afterwards? And like, and the whole time he's doing it, I'm looking this doctor right in the eye and I'm like, buds. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to find your family and kill them. Like, I think I asked him if he had a cat because I was coming to kill his cat if I ever did it. <laughs> but then they decided to give me Demerol for about two months after that. So I didn't even forgot where this guy's name was or where he lived anymore. So, but, you know, you fast forward, though, and then I get posted to the regiment and I go back, right? Like everyone else does. 
you're in pain, but you decide, you know what? If you take enough friggin' uh, what are those orange Smarties? Yeah, Motrin. Motrin. Yeah. So if you, air, have, air if smarties, you start yeah. a daily regime of Motrin, you know, twelve hundred milligrams in the morning and twelve hundred milligrams at lunch, and eating your guts, by the way. Yeah. Throw a twenty-four on a you know twenty-four a beer or a bottle of whiskey every night on that, right? Because that was what you did in the regiment back in the old days, right? Yeah. But you know, I, I, you know, we ran those for years, right? Like that's what we did, right? We never, we never complained. It was just I lived in pain for probably thirty years of my career. Wow. And it wasn't until after I was released, you know. And then, then during those years, it was, you know, the regime of every drug known to man. Uh, I got to the point where I was taking, uh, um, yeah, sounds about right. A lot of, yeah, I remember taking those, right? You can crush them up and snort them, right? And it works yeah. even faster. You're not supposed to drink with them either. Oh, no, you really have to drink with them, right? So I did that for a couple of years. And... JC, you know, we're going we're gonna to throw this on you. You're the medical director guy. Me so, uh, hey, yeah, you so, so, <laughs> like during, right? <laughs> Can we sniff it, JC? Is that yeah, okay? No, it's not recommended. I mean, okay. sniff Sepical, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, edit that right now, please, before yeah. someone... Well, that, that, that's staying on. Yeah. <laughs> that's staying on. Yeah, keep keep going, Rob, though, and, and, and talk, talk about, you know, moving into cannabis and stuff like that as well. Like, So, yeah, so and then, uh, you know, that was, that was during, right? And that's what we did, right? We self-medicated with alcohol like everybody else did, right? You know, it's just if you drink enough at night, your pain goes away, right? It's all you could do. Uh, you know, you, you live in an organization or you work for an organization that does urine, urine samples. They got to do piss tests to go on operations. So, you know, you don't have that option of smoking weed like everyone else was doing. So the booze really helped get through that transition of, uh, you know, living in pain. But then after the military, so just as I was getting released, um, I, I, you know, I think I bumped into Sean and that, and I was starting to talk, you know, more seriously of using marijuana, not as recreational, but like, Hey dude, this is working for you. Um, I was diagnosed, uh, I, I knew I always knew I had some friggin' mental you know, PTSD problems, but finally, you know, I snapped and bored in one day and, you know, I got diagnosed with it. So, you know, I kind of went to Sean and said, listen, buds, you know, this is what I got. And here's where the road I'm going down. And I said, what's, how's this cannabis thing working? So I know we talked about it and then it wasn't long after my release. I think I got a prescription through, uh, you know, one of them prescription places and I started using cannabis at that point. Um, heavy CBD for my pain. I got off all my pain meds, took CBD, probably five grams of it a day. And then uh, high THC, high THC pink kush. I'm a pink kush guy all day, 24-7. Uh, it works for me. It keeps the monster in the cage. It kept my mental, uh, keeps my mental stability good. Did you, uh, you know, as a old school military guy, were you, you know, anti, just like most uh, anti-pot, anti-drugs uh, prior to getting out, or had you tried it before at all? I cannot confirm or deny that I may have tried cannabis or hashish. Or you're out now. <laughs> well, I was in yeah. Um, yeah. once or twice, right? But <laughs> they spent my last eight years, you know, working for Cantofcom. Though, no, I never, I, I never did. Then it wasn't an option. I didn't look at it like like that at that point, mm -hmm. but uh, it was it was funny, you know. It was like I didn't think, you know. We always joke about what are you going to do when you get out of the army, and it's like I'm going to let my hair grow long and smoke pot, right? And yeah. now we're all out of the army. We all got long hair. If you can grow hair, oh, you know. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that, Rob. Thank you. I'm just saying, if you could grow hair, you know, you would, right? But you'd be long-haired <laughs> friggin' pot smokers, right? And that's all we're doing now. The only thing is, you know, we're. You know, we're doing it medically now and it's working for us, right? It's funny, you know, 20 years ago, we had to laugh our asses off. And, yeah. But no, yeah. now it's working, right? It's gotten soft opioids. You know, it's got us talking to our families. Um, it's cut down the drinking and, you know, you know, probably 80% of the veterans have probably cut down their drinking over mm -hmm. doing, you know, cannabis. And then, you know, if you look at the results of it, you know, so it's it's working, right? And it's uh, it's helping it's helping the breakthrough now anyway for them. Sean, you, 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 you know, 
I've known you for a while and, and you, you've, like you said, you're, you were breaking ground, right? So even with the cannabis, you were literally breaking ground. You were like, what, I think the sixth person. Yeah. I was one of the first hundred probably. I wow. met a guy at an OSIS meeting in London and we went outside for the smoke break and he lights up a doobie and I'm like, okay. And I wasn't even smoke. Like I would, I was using it recreationally then. Mm-hmm. And then he told me about, you know, the veterans affairs and the coverage and all that. So I got my pain doctor actually, cause he, he had me on about 160 milligrams of morphine a day at that wow. point. And I was like 365 pounds, but I had gained most of the weight from an antipsychotic a couple of years before that. But I was, my life existed of getting out of bed and going, getting in a fucking chair and watching TV. I didn't do much other than maybe go into the fridge. (laughs) But once I started doing the weed, I was able to go down, like I went down to 90 grams because the, they had me on the 160, but they had me on 60 or 60 milligrams of breakthrough Dilaudid mm-hmm. a day Oh wow! also. So the, the next step was the patch and they actually gave me it and I got sick the, that when I put it on, I had to take it off within about six hours. I couldn't, I was vomiting like crazy and thank God that it didn't, I, I got sick from it. And then I, I, it was kind of that time. So I just increased the cannabis. I was, we were getting it from the place where they were growing it in a cave, I believe, in Saskatchewan, the gold bags. It was it was only nine percent, but you know, it did it did help. And then I was getting some from the street from people that I knew. So I, I once I got my level up there, I really it was like two thousand and eight I started cannabis and I was off of opiates by two thousand and thirteen. Oh wow! Uh, and you lost a bunch of weight too. Yeah, I'm like one f- or two forty now. Sorry, one forty. I lost about one hundred and sixty five pounds. That's awesome. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So the the only pills that I have to take now are the fucking pills for the damage that I did to myself when I was so big. The cholesterol. <clears throat> the I'm almost. I'm almost. My my blood sugar levels have been low enough to go off the metformin. Mm-hmm. I just have to get in there for a blood test to confirm it for my doctor one more time. And she, she's going to take me off of that. So that's a big, a big battle that I fought. For many years. That's fantastic though. Eh? Yeah. And we hear a lot of stories like that. eh? and JC, you, you know, you work in the, the trenches with the Spartan and everything is we see a lot of, a lot of troops, both male and female, you know, they, 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 they started like us They're on all these meds and then they, they try medical cannabis slow and low. It's a little different than when I first got into it with you, Rob. I remember when mm-hmm. you brought me into it, but you know, uh, it's making huge grounds, eh, JC? It absolutely is. And I, you know, I think the biggest thing, and I heard it from Bryce earlier was the first time he tried it was a full night's sleep. Oh yeah, I hear that a lot. If you can get that night's sleep, your day is so much better, and you can be Mm -hmm. so much more productive, right? Mm -hmm. And and I couldn't figure that out when I first started either. Was you know how to get that proper night's sleep, and uh, I had to tweak. It's not always, uh, you know, studies show now it's not always indica and sativa that are going to help you sleep or help you, you know, be into couch, right? That's mm-hmm. not always the case, especially for yeah. guys with PTSD. Uh, it's right. A, it's a Everybody's different. different. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you get that sleep down and it changes your life for sure. <clears throat> We're going to get into like our best cannabis stories. So it's great having Sean and Rob on because I can, <laughs> I got a couple just with each one. But, uh, you know, uh, we touched on it before cannabis, after cannabis. Let's go a little more deeper into cannabis. So medical cannabis. Um <clears throat> We, and we'll combine it with our next topic, you know, mental health, positive thinking and, and stuff. Sean, Rob, explain how cannabis has helped you with your mental health and, and what it's allowed you to achieve in during your mental health recovery. I went to Homewood in 2007. So that was just before I started using cannabis. So I, I got a bunch of tools there and then the cannabis allowed me to go with my wife to do a Campraxis couples weekend in 2013. And then I just, I, I kept going with the RTMS, the repetitive transcranial magnetic stimulation. 
Wow. Yes, yes, because that's still on the top of your head. <laughs> yeah, I read a book called The New Earth, I recommended by a pain specialist, uh, The Untethered Soul also, um, just trying to keep doing it and then try and, I guess, be aware of, of my ego now and not when it when that voice in my head is saying that someone is doing something wrong to me, it's usually lying. So I've, I've come a long way with catching that and not listening to it every single time. Once in a while, I still do, but uh, at least I'm aware of it and I can, I can, they can call me on it now and I don't freak out. I, I can say, Oh, sorry, my bad. And we kind of, we, we still have blips, but they're smaller and we can recover quicker. And cannabis has given us that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that's common among a lot of people. What about you, Rob? Uh, I remember 2007 when I come home from Afghanistan. I remember taking. Uh, I remember taking. I had 12 guys, RCD guys, over there with me. I took them all into a, a mental health class to see uh, whatever they were calling them at that point. We brought them into Roll Four, and they were, had these people there. And we sat down in a circle and we all talked. If the kids wanted to talk, they would talk. And if they didn't want to talk, they didn't have to talk, right? So anyway, after about a two-hour conversation, I think out of the 12 guys I took, 10 of them went and seeked secondary mental health screening. Uh, back in those days, they were calling them operational stress injuries. Not really PTSD because I think back in those days in Afghanistan in 06, 07, they were still fighting with Veterans Affairs, whether they wanted to call with. OSIs or PTSDs because it was worth more money and but whatever I remember that and then at the end of it uh, the head psychiatrist for I think the CF was there and he pulled me aside and he said pulled me in for a secondary screening and I told him at that point I said listen buds like there's nothing wrong here I'm going to Kent's Ofcom I got to pass their screening so you know kind of don't fuck me around here and I'll I'll pretty well tell you what you want to say right so I'll get out of here but he had told me at that point, he said, you know, Rob, you're looking at early sets or set on of an operational stress injury or PTSD is what we want to call what you have right now. And I was like, okay, you know, I was a, you know, older sergeant about to get promoted to warrant. So I was like, listen, buds, I can pretty well again, right? Take a bunch of separate call here or take a bunch of Motrin and I should be able to get through this, right? So I took the gambit of drugs that they gave me just to get through it all, right? Antipsychotics all the other stuff. I took it for about a year and a half till I got posted to, uh, to Trenton. And then I started feeling good. So I just threw it all out. I said, fuck this. I'm done taking it. Like I feel good. Why would I continue to take this anymore? Right. I started drinking a bit more, but it, you know, it kind of helped me slow down a bit. The switching to cannabis though. Now I don't take, uh, I, I'm off the antipsychotics, you know, like the, the pill levels have dropped the small antidepressant still just to kind of keep the head going. Yeah, me too. Um, just to kind of keep the balance, but you know, not, not at the levels that I was taking months before years before. Right. So, mm -hmm. uh, the mental health side of it. And then I seen a good, uh, I started seeing a good head doctor probably it was about my third or fourth one, but it was everyone. I wouldn't click with them. I would talk about starting to use medical cannabis. I think I went through two doctors at that point. Cause I told them I was using medical cannabis. And then my last head doctor, uh, psychologist, him and I started hooking up, and it was well, I think I'm I'm writing his ticket for using medical cannabis and how it can treat people because like awesome. I think because he knows so much, but he believes in it as well, right? And he's recommended people um, to Spartan Wellness as well, and he's still doing it on a daily basis because he's seen me over the last holy shit, it's almost been five years since we've you know been out and started using medical cannabis since really five or six years ago. So things have really changed, but it opened up conversations that I wouldn't want to get into with, you know, let's, let's, let's peel the onion today, Rob. And it's like, no. And I would, you know, I would medicate. I'm an old school medicate. I'm an old school. I smoke joints. I'll smoke a joint in the truck before I get into the place, you know? So I walk in, I probably smell a pot, but he realizes what, who I am and what I'm doing. And he's like, okay, you know, so it opened up those cans of worms that needed to open up for me. Um, and with the and when you can start opening those cans of worm and start finding different ways to deal with things, stress levels, you know, how to keep the PTSD, I call it how to keep the monster in the cage. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, the monster, the cage gets smaller and the monster's getting smaller, right? You know, you start getting more tools. 
and cannabis is just is, is a tool. It's not, you know, it's not the end all the be all, right? Like we've all known those people that have said, you know, all I do is smoke 10 grams of weed every day and they're still, I can't fucking make my head work right. Well, it's like, there's a lot of shit you got to do besides fucking smoking cannabis, right? Yeah. Or eat cannabis or do the oils, but you still have to open up them receptors and look outside here and start getting some outside help. But uh, that's that's how cannabis has helped me get through that part anyway. And you know we've we've had we've had the 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 the, the benefit of seeing so many of our fellow brothers and sisters use cannabis. And you know, <clears throat> let's go back to the old days, right? Because before Spartan Wanus, you know, uh, we had MFT. And we talked a bit about it with Bryce Hooper there not too long ago. And you know, it was sort of when everybody got the opportunity to try it. You know, Sean, you were like, like you said, you're one of the first guys, right? Uh, getting pot from a cave. I imagine it came mm-hmm. in like a very secret box too, eh? Like, I can't show it. It was. Uh, they would. They would put the whole plant in a in a blender and grind it, so yeah. it'd be full of stems. So if you tried to roll a joint with it, it was it was make your PTSD worse. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of vets would say that was Vax tactics, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, and it was like nine percent. But I, yeah, I remember someone telling me to decarb it, and I'd never even heard of that before. I was like, "You want me to put it in the oven? I'm not doing that." <laughs> but it, it it started the journey, at least, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, and, and and it was word of mouth for a lot of us. You know, oh, I yeah. go back to, you know, Rob, you were bugging me for some time to try it. I had like you, Sean. I had booned up to three hundred and seventy, eighty pounds. I was on all those fucking pills, and you just sit there, and you, you know, you, you you're mad, but you can't show be mad. You're, you're right. sad. You can't be sad. So you're just like, eh, whatever, whatever, right? So, um, but I remember when I first tried it. And, you know, with Rob, we fought, we come back from an Iron Maiden sound concert and, 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 uh, actually, no, I had smoked a joint that night, but the guy who, well, I had like three tokes and I was fucked, but, uh, it was supposed to be some daytime sativa stuff to get me to enjoy the concert. But we, he, he gave me the wrong joint, the, the Indica. So of course, and during the concert, I think I'm having the best time, but I guess, you know, my brother and Ryan were just telling me that I was just standing there like this, looking at the concert. You know? so I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything in my mind. I was like, Woo! Let's go party it up. But uh, but we stopped at Rob. We stopped at uh, the office with you, Rob, and you gave me those uh, those pills and stuff like that. And I remember we had a we had a friend, mutual friend show up. Uh, well, I didn't know him at the time, but uh, he looked at you. He gave me the chocolate and 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 he looked at you. and He says, is he a new newbie? And you were like, yeah, yeah, he's just starting out. And then he's like, just eat half of it. But me being an idiot, I just said, fuck it. I'll eat the whole thing. Oh, my God. I was couch locked for like four hours before I could even leave the place, right? But I remember when I went home, I had those pills, right? And I didn't want to smoke for the kids or anything. But I remember I did those pills, and the sleep I got was fucking incredible. And then from there, I I was sold, right? So And and so was my brother. We both experienced that together, right? So it's been awesome. And then you move us forward and we started Spartan Wellness, right? And uh, we're helping veterans every day. Let's talk about that real quick. Uh, you know, eight, nine of us got together. Um, we said we'll try to do it, you know, with, with integrity, respect, honesty, giving back and everything. Uh, how's your experience been with that? You know, like, has it been, uh, uh, I guess the question I want to ask is, 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 is there more we can do? Definitely, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh lots more to do uh i think you know we just have to continue to get the word out you know who we are and you know what we're doing you know like we've you know each one of us is a success story in itself right but then you know the nine of us to combine and to build this organization you know and and to run it on the values that we run it you know which are the same core values that all of us believed in when we were so within the forces it's good, you know. Can we do more to help? Uh, yes, there's always more we can do, right? It's you know whatever they you know whatever these people want us to do, we can probably help them with it, right? You know, just reach out and tell us what you need, and we can help you with it. And if not, we can probably find somebody somewhere, like we used mm-hmm. to do before when we were serving, right? If we don't have the answer, I'll go find somebody that has, and I'll get back to you. Well, fuck, we'll probably do that too, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Best cannabis stories, guys. Let's hear it. Who wants to go first? JC, you want to go first? Or 
Oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to tell the one about the bike because uh, I just talked about that one, and it's uh, a bit lengthy. But I, I, I can tell you my first time taking the capsules and going to bed um, and I took too much THC. So number one, I, cause you, you got to time everything right. Right. Like if you're going to take a capsule or if you're going to take oil or if you're going to smoke, you want to time everything. So you get to bed at the right time. So you're not too messed up. So in my case, uh, being a lightweight, I really don't know anything about uh, cannabis period. And I'm, you know, start low, go slow. Yeah, okay, I'm a big guy. Don't worry about that. I got this. I, I got it. So I take my, my capsules, and I'm already feeling it. So I get to bed, and my wife's already in bed sleeping. Uh, so I fall asleep fairly quickly uh, because I'm just at the right, you know, timing. But about an hour into it, I'm sleeping, and I start – I. I wake up laughing and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm full on laughing in my sleep. And, and then I wake up and it's like, oh my God, I was laughing out loud. So now I'm lying in bed straight up and I'm eyeballing my wife going, oh, she knows. <laughs> I don't know what she knows, but she knows. And I'm freaking out going, oh my God, she knows. And I'm like, I don't even know why I'm losing oh, my mind. And this is the middle of the night. And I'm thinking, this stuff's supposed to help me sleep. And I'm in the, it's the middle of the night and I'm freaking out, thinking my wife knows what's going on when obviously she does because she helped me, you know, get all this stuff. So it's like, yeah, it was a complete shit show until I figured out how to do it properly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Sean, what do you you must yeah, have? I money. I've got one. I was complaining about probably about five or six years ago that I wasn't getting really hit from the edibles I was making. And I uh the wife usually made me cookies and you know, you eat the cookies or whatever. It was kind of wearing off. So she forgot to make me the cookies one morning. I, I made waffles and just put the butter all over the waffles. But I, about an hour later, I went to the washroom and I was like the color of the, the wall behind me. I was just pale. Oh, and I was no. just like, what the fuck? I was just bitching about this the other day. <laughs> but I, I literally, I rolled a, a big Avi Deckel joint, pure CBD, and I smoked that. And I, I got my color back and my blood started to pump again, but I didn't feel like running a fucking marathon or anything like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it can still happen to, to a, you know, it, it's, you really have to be careful, right? Cause that feeling, you feel like you're going to die, but you, you obviously don't, but you, I think sometimes your wish you would die halfway through it too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob, what about you, Rob? You must I don't know about you, Rob, though. You're you've been you're like the champ when it comes to some of that stuff. Though. I don't know, man. I'm just thinking, right? Like every story I have doesn't involve me though. Like it's not they someone told you, right? I was listening to this comedian the other day talking. He was like, you know, if you hang out with Snoop, you gotta smoke with Snoop. And then the guy smoked him, and then the guy can't remember his fucking name, and then he's like passed out for like a week, right? And his wife yells at him. <laughs> but that's basically it. These are things that, you know, funny cannabis stories. It's always people that have smoked in me, and it's people that find out like Pink Kush will actually knock this shit right out of them if they're not used to it, right? Oh, yeah. I, I learned I learned that yeah. the first day. Yeah. yeah. But I guess yeah. the funniest was I was I was in Jamaica, right? Like I go to Jamaica every year, and you know I like going there, and I buy a pound of weed, and I got a guy down there, so you know it's really good stuff. I'm out one day and I'm golfing, and I bump into this guy from you know, the same hotel. He's just he ends up golfing with us. And, I got these Bob Marley joints rolled the size of my finger each, right? They're probably three gram joints. And the guy's friggin' has a couple of joints. There has a couple of puffs. We play the game and that. And at the end of the round, he goes, he gave me something. And then I go, here, have a joint. He, he bought me a beer and I gave him a joint. And I'd seen him at the hotel every day. And then this afternoon, I didn't see him. I don't see him that night. And it's a small resort, right? <laughs> So the next day I'm at the golf course. I'm waiting for the bus to show up and this guy's there, but he won't even look at me. He won't even talk to me now. 
And I'm like, hey, buds, what's going on? He's going, listen, you know, when we get off the bus, I'll talk to you. But he said, I'm still a little upset. I was like, all right, bud. Like, I don't know what happened, but maybe he got in a fight with his wife or maybe she found out he smokes weed or whatever, right? <laughs> I got on the golf course. I said, listen, I'll golf with you. Let's go. He goes, all right. He said, let's just fucking talk about the elephant in the room. I said, sure. He goes, what was in that joint you gave me? I said, nothing, buds. Like, I said, you watch me smoke three of them on the golf course. He goes, good. Because he goes, that's what I said to my wife, my wife's friend, and this other dude. The four of them smoked that one joint. He said they got halfway through it. The girls got all paranoid. They couldn't fucking walk. They couldn't talk. His body couldn't function. He fucking fell asleep. The whole thing was a shit show, right? <laughs> and then he goes, the funny thing was, he goes, and they're all going, your friend spiked your weed. And he goes, I don't think so. Because he goes, I watched this guy smoke four of these joints on the golf course. And they're like, what is he, like Snoop Dogg or what? <laughs> but no, I, I have no stories that involve me, you know. Like, I don't uh, – I've done the edible trips. and No, no, not uh, – they always involve somebody else that always messes around. It's like, here, Rob, let me try one of them joints of yours. It's like, all right. I like laughing at it afterwards. It's like, it's a shit show. <laughs> yeah, the guys from my golf league call it – they won't smoke it anymore. They call it government weed. Yeah. That's fucking government weed, man. It's too strong. Too strong. <laughs> the, the one guy shot like a fucking like 110, and he usually shoots like in the 70s. Holy Jesus. Yeah, I smoked a joint with them before the, the round last year. They were all, now they're all like, stay away with that government weed. <laughs> That's the devil. Yeah. <laughs> no it's it you know listen there's the beauty of it though is i I love doing it man because you can you can you can overindulge uh and as long as you you understand that you're going to go through some bad trips right and you just if you have cbd there it's like break in case of war throw a big joint in the glass and it's like a fire extinguisher just get that into you right away and it, it it does like you don't feel the best but you don't feel like that and it's you don't really, wake up. You don't wake up like you've been pounding back a twenty six or a forty. Oh no! Yeah, no. There's no more of that. Like you might have a little bit of a hangover. You can get a weed hangover, but nothing like fucking alcohol. And it, and you know the studies are showing out there. There's enough evidence now that you know it takes an absorbent amount of of weed to even be considered to harm you or kill you. So, oh yeah, um, you know yeah. it's it's uh, it's a lot. You know. It, the anecdotal and the research, the anecdotal evidence is, is there's just so much of it now, uh, especially in Canada. But then, you know, we look at the research. The research is just it's providing scientific fact to all the anecdotal stuff. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. Well, and, they're, uh, they're able to do the studies. The studies are like happening now. Right. So they can yeah. actually put it in a journal or whatever. What do you think, guys? COVID, the new normal cannabis. What do you, what do you, where do you think we're going? A lot of people are making all these conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Where, where do you think this, this whole COVID thing is going? Do you think, uh, yeah, what's your take on it? I, I don't know. I like the six foot distance thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Shopping for me is way better with like this. <laughs> Perfect. And I, you know, I, I think it's going to have its course. Hopefully it, 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 it quiets down. I, I haven't gotten into the conspiracy theory at all. I haven't, uh, we watch the news once a day, the local Hamilton news. And at the beginning it was a little tough. My kids were kind of freaking out because they were allowed to work construction, but they didn't really have a, a bathroom for them to use. And there was things like that. So once they got all that sorted out, they were, it was better, but it was definitely a stress, more stress when you, you know, if you have a stress injury and you add stress, it it's not good, right? Yeah. So I just tried to not feed it and and try and just stay calm and you know do what they say and hopefully it gets better. Looks like it's turning around now, but uh, I think we got a ways to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all a lot of new normal. Like, look at us going yeah. golfing, eh, Rob? Like, you, yeah. you, we have. I know a. I'm a member of Clublink and their rules are pretty strict. You got to show up no more than 20 minutes prior and, and, uh, can't touch get, the like, flagpole. <laughs> I like that part. Was that yeah. the same for you guys where you guys golf? Do they have a little thing? Well, no, they didn't have that there. They just had the cup like about an inch out of the ground. Okay. So you could pick it up easier. 
Well, yeah, and, but I don't know. Like, if you putt it really hard, you would hit it and it'd fuck off three feet. Yeah. But if you, you know, it, all you had to do was hit it, and it, there's no rule on how far away it could go. You know what I mean? It's like w- there is a little bit of a gray area there compared to the other where the, you guys actually have a ball, a thing where the ball goes into you, yeah, right? My, my golf course has the one the ball goes in the hole. Yeah. Right. I think that's all a the way better, but. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll, is there, I, is there, like, do you have like a hook, Rob, a hook to lift it out after, or is it just goes in? The, like, how does it? No, it just it's down, it's down, probably like a ball below the cup, right? Oh, okay, okay, so there's a spacer there that stops the ball from going all the way in, so you can reach down and pick it up, but you don't have to touch the flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the pub links they have uh, basically it's a metal ring that's attached to the the the, the pole itself or the, the 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 yeah, the flag stick, I guess. And you, it drops just as deep as it normally would, and then there's a hook on this metal ring, and it pulls the ball. You out. do it with your putter. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah, that, put it on with your putter, and it pulls. Tom was right telling out. me that. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I think everyone should have to get those. Yeah, that's a good idea. The only thing is, you have to because there's one little uh, metal uh, bar that goes down to the bottom of the cup. You have to turn that. So, because if it's facing you when you're putting, it'll bounce the ball back out of the way. Uh, yeah. Well, no, we just made we just made our rule is if you hit it and you don't go more than like ten, ten two, feet, two, two feet away. Oh, well, you wanted feet. you wanted ten feet, but we went realistic two feet. It's, I'm, it, I'm it, glad I'm playing with in. you, JC, on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Rob? We're gonna have a good score, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you guys are. Now we know who's cheating. Yeah. What do you think, Rob? With COVID, all that stuff going on. Fuck, dude! It's like no change for veterans, right? We don't like people. <laughs> I don't want to be around people. If too many people are out, we stay home anyway. <laughs> and other couples just stay home. So it's like, all right, man. So now I'm not allowed out of my house because there's too many people out there. So accurate. You got to wear a mask, right? So now it's like some days you wear a mask, some days you don't, right? So no, no. It, yeah. I, I, things are starting to open up again here. Like I'm glad the golf course opened up a little mm-hmm. bit later, but it's open, right? It gets us something to do. Golfing, you know, it doesn't really change too much, right? You know, you don't have to stand beside the guy. You know, you get to share. You, mm-hmm. you get a cart to yourself. So at least if you're trying to sneak a joint out in the golf course, nobody knows you're doing it, right? Yeah. 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 My yeah. place is, you know, they're not on the fence about it. So they're telling me I can't smoke out there. So um, do I think this is a new normal? I think what's going to happen, honestly, like I think this is going to be, this will be the, this is what happens if another pandemic happens again. This is what we need to do just in case. Put this in a fucking glass and put it on a wall. Yeah. I think by the end of the summer, I think by the time it warms up and everything, we get our numbers down to zero, it'll go back. Don't wait. Don't worry. It'll go back to the way it was before, right? I think we're people are going to try to keep their distance. but mm-hmm. And then if the numbers go up again, it'll be, all right, Doug Ford goes, remember when we used to do it like this? Psh, break the glass and all right, yeah. shut it all down again, right? Yeah. But, that's what I hope anyway, but I'm yeah. hoping it does open up. I got to do some international traveling. I got to get down to Jamaica here. I already missed my trip once this year. I'm going again in November, so I got to go golfing again, yeah. right? So I got to get my Jamaican weed into me at least once a year. Or <laughs> <laughs> Rasta is not happy, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would be nice. It's going to, it's going to come, you know, like you said, I think I agree with you, Rob, there, you know, it's take time get the processes in place and then break glass for the next time it pumps yeah. up. Cause there's a lot of people talking that there will be another wave JC. You've talked about that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's uh, and I think during flu season is what they're saying is that this thing is sort of, it's, it's more prevalent, right? It's more around. So, yeah. Hey, listen, you know, something we do on the Spartan hour show guys is we, uh, you know, who, who would be your, uh, who would you say is your superhero? So, you know, we first started off with, you know, who's your superhero, Marvel comic and, and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, a lot of people have come back and, and talked about more of a personal superhero and stuff. So Rob, let's start with you there. Who would you say your superhero is Marvel, a Superman, whatever, or, or somebody, you know, that's close to you? Well, this sits, uh, this sits pretty close to home to us today, actually in, uh, my family, um, it's actually the anniversary of the passing of my father, who um, I I, uh, I gave his uh, eulogy at his funeral, mm-hmm. 
And I remember saying, you know, what is a superhero? And that was the beginning of it. And that was the first question I said. And it was a question, who is a superhero? And it's like, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? And I said, no, it's my dad. So, you know, it's everything that he taught me, I either fine-tuned it or I continue to do it. I've raised two children that are one is successful postgraduate and one mid-school for a nurse. And I hope, you know, they're going to get it what the way I got it. So, you know, I continue that one, and hopefully someday someone will ask them that question, and they'll say the same thing, you know, my dad was. Awesome. But, but on today, I guess, you know, and I, I wouldn't answer any other way. I, I didn't I didn't answer different five years ago, and I asked that question to myself, and I guess today I can say my, my dad is my superhero. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's important, yeah. you know. It's important. Sean? Who would you say? Uh, fuck, I, I should have went first. That It's going to be hard to oh. follow that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Johnny in first then, right? We can fuck around, Sean. I got to say, Bobby Orr has always been my hero since I was a kid. Just, uh, you know, great hockey player, but under great, just a great person too. And I've just tried to emulate his fucking style and just uh, try and be nice to people. But uh, I'd have to say Bobby. Nice. Awesome. Although there's that constant joke there about <laughs> Tim, Horton. <laughs> Tim Horton. Tim Horton. <laughs> JC, eh? How about you? You touch on it, JC. Who's your? Who would you say your superhero is? From the heart. Well, from the heart. Okay, because normally I go with Kung Fu Panda, and uh, <laughs> you know that's a little bit from the heart, I guess, because he's a you know someone that uh, you you don't believe in him until he actually you know out shines or out proves to you know be what the fuck am i trying to say i don't know i don't know you must have smoked the joint or what what's going on i did i'm getting uh watching you two go (laughs) (laughs) you know what i was thinking of that when i golf with rob uh and he was smoking in the cart i was definitely getting uh secondhand uh, high from that big time great time i got a new uh uh vape cartridge today from oh nice from tweed so i'm excited to try that out i haven't tried it yet i just saw if it fits on my flight pen and it does so oh cool give it a shot awesome. yeah awesome. awesome uh but uh to to you know really go from the heart i would say uh my three kids they're you know they're my inspiration right now um they've been through a lot based on what i've been through They've seen all the shit that I've gone through and sometimes I can't hide it. Uh, And so, you know, they've been there for a lot of my bad times and for them to be as successful as they are through everything that I've gone through, uh, you know, it's, it means a lot that they're able to fight through all the pain that I've gone through. So for that, that would be my, uh, those three kids would be my heroes. Yeah, that's, you know, and it's so important. And, and I'll reiterate that actually my heroes truly are, are my kids too. They've, they've, you know, at my deepest, darkest moments, um, you know, it's their faces that kept my eyes open. Right. So, you know, I, they are my heroes. Uh, and then I, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, my, my great Dane, my dog, you know, for, for mm-hmm. nine and a half years, uh, especially 2011 when, when he came into my life. Um, he's been through, you know, the, the 60 pounder nights of drinking crown Royal and, and the yelling and the screaming and, and, but he always, he always came and and gave me a little, you know, paw on the knee or, and everything. So, you know, between my kids and, and, and truly my dog, and I, and I'm saying this now, cause obviously he, you know, he's getting up in his age and his time is short now, but, uh, uh, th- those are, you know, th- it's the unconditional love, 
that I got from my kids and from <clears throat> from my dog, and I still get from my children is is uh, and and Brody is is you know that that's a hero in this making. So that's where my head's at. But I usually say Fat Thor when I'm talking about Marvel. You know the Thor in the last movie where you had oh, the big beard that and everything. Yeah, that definitely yeah. my hero too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't Good quite given up, but uh, yeah. his fitness is not there anymore. And they they have to fucking like almost hold his hand <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get on and off the fucking ship and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's definitely me. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but hey. Uh, uh, hey, it's great having you guys on. We're definitely going to do it again. Um, we're coming down to the crunch here, but uh, we usually do a message from the heart. But Rob, I was going to ask you if you if you wanted to say something special to the troops and stuff, because you know you've been around for thirty years. That's a long time, and I'm sure you you got some few things to advice or to say. Huh. Oh, yeah, Throw you right on the spot. Right on the spot. Right, like I'm right. <laughs> I'm right in the slot right now, too. So right in there, Rick. Right in the it'll slot, be, Rick. Be, oh, this is going to be good, then. Yeah. <laughs> Super deep. Everybody listening, pay attention. <laughs> All right. Like, sometimes when the wind comes blowing from the south and the shithawks are flying. <laughs> well, seriously, I'm just joking, right? Ah. Uh, no, like, like I said before, like I said five or six years ago when we started doing this uh, – educating cannabis right like we didn't know a hell of a lot back in the day right other we knew that just get it into you somehow and make it work right and we said you know it's like you know just do what you got to do to you know to do it but i think things have changed over the last you know five or six years and we're getting more educated now right you know you know spartan wellness has taken on a whole new you know a whole new meaning of you know wellness and the wellness is right in the spartan wellness part so you know, what we can do to help veterans, first responders, you know, anybody really, right? But, you know, let's, well, you know, we're going to hit a veteran audience here. You know, it's, I guess there's a lot of things you have to realize as you're, you know, going through things, you know, once you're diagnosed with, you know, a PTSD or an OSI or let's call it PTSD, we'll call it spade a spade here. You know, it's not the end all to be all when you're diagnosed it, right? You know, the end of a career. You know, that, you know, that's that's going to come its way. But after that, though, you know, everyone thinks, you know, what is the afterlife of the military or what can we do, right? You know, we get we get educated about how we can heal ourselves. We find a use somewhere to use cannabis at a CBD level or an indica level to sleep, whether you smoke cannabis, you're healthy and you just want to take it in M, uh, M, uh, MCT oil, then, you know, you can still do that. You know, there's ways that we can make that, you know, put it in a pill form. You know, it doesn't all have to be cupcakes and cookies and brownies and friggin' everything else, right? Those hippie days of doing marijuana, those ways are over, right? But they're still good. Don't get me wrong, right? You know, they can still be done, right? You can still make space cake out of a ball of hash and a friggin' cake mix, right? But, you know, what it's going to do, it's all what do you want it to do, right? <laughs> um, no, I guess you know, the main thing to get out of it is, you know, if you're looking for help, you know, there's there's help to be found, you know, and it's, it's veterans talking to veterans about how to help each other, right? We've all found different ways, you know, and, you know, the the wisdom that the nine of us have in Spartan Wellness, you know, and, you know, besides the years of military that we were in, but also the years of, you know, wellness that we've had for ourselves or the journeys that we've got to get to where we are right now in our wellness journey and our travels, right? And the use of cannabis. You know, and you could sit nine of us down and we could probably, you know, fill up a book for days for you how to do it, right? You know, and it works, you know, the, the I guess the answer is, you know, is it working? Yes, it's working. It's doing what it's supposed to do for us. Is it the end all, the be all? Um, no, but it is right now, right? You know, is there going to be something better someday? Sure, you know, hopefully there will be, right? You know, there's talks of, you know, microdosing LSD or microdosing mushrooms, you know, it's like, is that going to be the next thing to come along? You know, it's still, it's better than synthetic forms of drugs that weren't meant to be taken by human beings. Yeah. So if that's, you know, the road you want to go down, you know, this is the way to do it. You know, it's, you know, organically grown marijuana that's doing a hundred things better than a thousand drugs ever were made for, you know, I guess that's really all I would really say, I guess, you know, that's what you wanted to hear. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And, yeah, you know, right. everybody listening, 
you know, there's, uh, you know, we're, we're a lot of veterans out there. Uh, and it doesn't matter how long you served, you know, whatever, you know, we're all, we're all, we're all, we all wore green, right? We all wore a uniform. And uh, when shit hit the fan, that's when we all came together. And it's the same thing now. So, yeah, no, Rob, thank you very much for that. Hey, listen, everybody listening, uh, Spartan Hour is about to wrap up. But uh, I want to thank uh, you, Sean Mahar. Thank you for joining us, Sarah. Robert Kennedy, thank you. JC, as always, great to have you on the show uh, as the co-host, the famous, famous JC Mignot, because he doesn't like what I call him famous. But uh, uh, everybody listening, listen, stay tuned. We'll be coming up with another episode shortly. Uh, As always, take care. Much love to everyone. Uh, Let's all be positive and happy these days, especially during these types of things that are going on. Uh, to our brothers and sisters down south. I'm only wishing you the best. Much love to all of you. We're all in this together, and we have to support ourselves during these troubled times. So let's uh, let's pick up our socks and make that happen. So from everybody listening in, Spartan Hour, thank you. Bye-bye.